Hi, this is Steve Addison and you're listening to the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're talking to George Funk about his vision for No Place Left Africa. I've been involved in evangelism, you know, I, I, there's something just in my DNA that just, uh, you know, has always encouraged me and motivated me to, you know, to to seek and save the lost and uh, encourage others. Um, but uh, two years ago, how I got involved was uh, um, I moved to Australia. So I work in Africa and uh, I commute. I've got four kids, six grandkids here in Perth. And, uh, but uh, don't really have to work yet, but it's in your DNA and I want to, I want to reach out. And so I got me a little warehouse and I'm encouraging house church multiplication and um, reading different books and looking around. And then a guy by the name of Andrew Beal uh, mentioned Colin, Colin to me, Colin Craig. And uh, I gave him a call and said, let's just catch up. You know, um, I, I'm searching, I'm hungry, you know, and, uh, and, and I met with Colin. And it was about a month before I was leaving for Africa on a trip, one of my trips. And, and Colin sat with me and we had a look at, uh, you know, how to go from, um, you know, addition to multiplication. And that was, yes, that's what I want. That's because, you know, basically I'm stuck. We've got 15 trucks. They're traveling into Africa. Uh, we, we, we're doing great, but really we, we see sowers and church planters and that's about it. And uh, Stucky just said, that's how I got involved. And then, um, and then after that, um, I went on the four fields with uh, you, Steve, and uh, Russell and the guys, and it was great. And I invited another five guys and uh, just to confirm that what I was, the journey I was on was, uh, was uh, you know, what God was uh, wanting me to do. And uh, the confirmation was amazing. So that's how I got involved. It's only been two years. I was 63 years old. 64 years old, never too old. So that's how I got involved, Steve, and it's been wonderful. Uh, I grew up rough and tough and uh, left school and married a good woman, but uh, um, slave to many habits. And at age 30, I had this business and I was calling on a client one day and uh, I was really, I had problems, man. And uh, and and, and uh, he said, you want a Bible study? You know, come to my house. And I didn't really want to, but I went and I, I needed God. And so I was baptized and started attending church, but I was still struggling. I had this money. I had this business. I had these habits and these addictions. It was really hard. And went to Bible school, studied for three years, didn't want to become a preacher or a missionary. I got myself a good paying job as assistant group treasurer of the Altron group after studying. And, um, and then preached for a little church in South Africa, a white church still those days. Uh, and, um, but it was during that time I discovered, man, apartheid was starting to be done away with, 93, uh, in 1993, and I could see tremendous opportunities among the black people. And what was happening, the whites were moving out of the big cities and the blacks were moving in. And uh, it was exciting. The highways, the byways, the colleges, the universities. And uh, a lot of the whites thought it was crazy to go into the city. I saw opportunities. And so we started the downtown churches of Christ in the big cities. And then uh, saw an opportunity. I said, man, we need a mobile church on wheels going around preaching the gospel. 
And so we built our first one in 2000. And as I say, we've got 15 of them now going into 26 countries um, preaching the gospel. We'll buy a Mercedes truck uh, or a Hino, and it's just a, a truck with a chassis, and then we get a body built on it. And it's divided into three. Um, so as you come into an area, the middle section opens out and it's got a baptistry full of water. It's got PA systems, generator. Uh, it's got a little sleeping quarter for the evangelists. It's got a kitchenette. It's got a 300-seater tent um, with chairs. And, 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 and so, you know, uh, what will happen is you go into an area and then you uh, have open airs Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You put the big tent up. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, you have the gospel meeting with combines. And it's great for leadership training. It's great for just um, the churches all coming together for benevolence, for um, for um, just a multitude of things. Um, and it's great for disciple training, you know. So our guys now use it for uh, the four fields training. The drivers are all equipped in these things. So it's really a great tool. And... Uh, it's exciting, yeah, very exciting. And then we built one, and then that, that we started in Southern Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, South Africa now, and then we went into Southern Africa, so, uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Namibia, South Africa, Swaziland, Lesotho, all the southern part, and we just saw a tremendous opportunity. We've got 15 trucks now. We tried to do away with some of the smaller ones, so we've got mini chariots and then the big ones, and... Uh, so um, we've got now 15 trucks, 26 countries. Uh, the southern part of Africa, we go, you know, all the way from South Africa right up to, um, you know, right up to, I'd say, Kenya, Uganda, uh, Ethiopia, we're striking into. So, uh, and then we've got in West Africa, we've got in French-speaking Benin and Togo, We've got a big one in Ghana, a big one in Nigeria, a big one in Liberia. So West Africa is really, really, the Ghanaians are very, very evangelistic. So we're working with some of the greatest leaders in Ghana and they missionaries themselves just spreading out, uh, you know, into Gambia, Guinea, uh, Guinea, uh, the Cameroon, um, Ivory Coast, Liberia. It's, 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 it's exciting. There's one wealthy guy. I'll just tell, tell you this quickly earlier. This, uh, there's this, um, his, his name's Douglas Boateng, and he's a Ghanaian, and he's very, very wealthy, and he's been in the church for many, many years. And Douglas has got um, a company that supplies all the fishing trawlers and all the fishing uh, equipment for fishing in West Africa. And as his business has grown, he'll start a business in, you know, in Ivory Coast or Liberia or Sierra Leone or Senegal. And as he starts a business, he'll send a missionary or two, self-supported. He'll support him and he'll start a church. And uh, so this is tremendous. And you remember George Akpabali who came down to our training. He's gone back and he's equipped Douglas now. So this is really exciting, and it's just exploding West Africa. And you must remember, some of the countries over there are very Muslim. And what our African brethren are saying to us, because when you get up to Mali, Niger, uh, Mauritania, Algeria, you know, you can't go with a chariot. This is underground. This is where you have small cells and multiplication. Uh, and, and, and what the African brethren are saying is, Brother George, 
this, four fields, this is African. This is African, brother. And so uh, that's, I think, the most exciting thing that I've, uh, and it's just multiplying, it's growing. This is a God thing. God is great. I want to tell you, I've been doing mission work, you know, I've been a Christian 35 years, doing mission work almost 30 years. We build in chariots, we save in souls, we preach in, we, and, uh, and uh, you know, the last two years, all of a sudden I'm searching, I'm looking, I'm, you know, not content, you know, and then eventually come in contact with, and I've been reading a lot of books. My wife sometimes, you know, I'm from pillar to post. I mean, you know, one down here, one down there, and then eventually coming in contact with uh, you guys move and uh, the four fields training. This has brought our ministry to where we now, we know where we are and we know where we're going. This is exciting. And so what we see is that God has been preparing us all along, all along. And there has been this thing missing. We just don't know how to, how to multiply, how to look into uh, a, a generational, you know, uh, four generations and beyond. You know, what about streams? What about a movement? What about multiple movements? And so this has been, what, I'm 66 or yeah, thank you, Lord, you can take me home. My job's done. We introduce something that is powerful. It really, and it's simple. And it just, and then we still have this lockdown. Steve, just, just try and imagine this. We've got 15 trucks. This is our ministry. This is what makes Gospel Chariot Missions. Then we have lockdown. And even today, all those trucks are parked. But God had a plan before that, two years. God starts equipping us, bringing people into our life. And so when we have this lockdown, you would think, well, Gospel Chariot is a dead ministry. No, you must see what's transpiring. We've got Zoom groups going beyond Africa even. I mean, into other countries. And it's amazing, you were with me in Africa in February. It's great. We get back home and there's lockdown. I mean, God just knew. Steve, it's hard to explain, but it's beautiful, beautiful. I can't explain. And I'm so excited. And the wonderful thing is, you see, with us, we would have been continuing to train and, and do seminars, but I don't think we would have been as effective as we are with online. So now when things go back together, uh, another thing is when we do have face-to-face -face groups, our men are equipped because they could not, because we travel a lot. When there's no lockdown, chariots are out, and then we're in, and then we're out. So we're never really together. Well, we're having three months going, four months in lockdown. We've had time for Zooming, for training. Our driver evangelists on the trucks, they're not, you know, um, they don't have degrees. They're hardcore evangelists, and it takes time to train them and equip them. Well, I want to tell you, you must hear them teach the different tools. It's beautiful. God has locked us down to prepare us even better. This is so exciting. It's really been a great, great experience and time. And, uh, yeah, so just well, God has given you some amazing people. Um, just tell us about some of them, how 
as, as this minister was growing, how he connected you with some key local leaders throughout our yeah. Um, years back, I worked with uh, some older guys, but then I soon realised that, you know, one has to take young men and equip them and educate them. And so, you know, um, there was our first chariot driver was Machona, Manyamane. And I met him. He was a World Bible School student five hours away from Johannesburg and those days, no cell phone. I would write letters and say, I'll meet you at the post office and have a study with him, baptized him. Then we had a, a little ministry in downtown Johannesburg, a church building with some a little apartment on the side where we could house um, some students and we'd bring a couple in and just pour our life into them and encourage them. And it was that time that Machona came in and he studied with us and um you know, he was on the brink of, you know, is it going to be partying and alcohol or is it going to be? And he actually had a friend with him named George as well. And eventually George drank himself and he passed away. But Machona chose to, you know, come and study and then eventually work on the track. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, Machona then went on and studied in the States and uh, studied through Nations University. He's now back with us one of our key leaders overseeing Southern Africa. And so how we, he can preach a million times better than me. He, he's more educated than me. And, and, and then, but yet, you know, it's about adding value. And then he's got a mate um, by the name of uh, Dimpu Matamela. Now, Dimpu was just finishing high school and we came in contact with him. He was um, um, studying with us through a correspondence course. And we, um, you know, taught him the gospel encouraged him. Dimpu then uh, worked in one of our little offices grading courses. Today, Dimpu is going to be heading up Africa and he works out of Pretoria and he'll have five uh, other directors working with him in Africa. But just great stories like a good, loyal men who have so much potential, who are, um, you know, there's no, uh, we really believe, Steve, to take Africans to evangelize Africa. Missionaries went over years ago. They've done amazing jobs. But I tell you, the time has come, and I figured that out years back. We need to equip Africans. They can do things I can't do. They are so connected, you know, and, um, and extremely uh, wise. And if we can equip them, you know, Africa is the fastest growing continent when it comes to population-wise. This is the new... I believe Africa, you give it 50 years, 100 years, who knows? It, it, it's just very exciting if you look at um, um, the possibilities, you know, what uh, if Africa gets their leadership right, um, it's the next uh, China, I believe, you know, the next uh, um, economical uh, investment uh, uh, growth area in the world, really and truly, great continent. So, George, how would you describe this is how things were before we shifted to the four fields and this is what we're seeing now, different? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things is, is equipping is, well, we're always in the harvest. You know, we've always been, you know, individuals that will be out there in the marketplace preaching. 
um, but I think where things will be different is that sometimes, because from the States, we support a lot of works and uh, we'll start a mission. And what happens is that you support in an individual that is a good manager, but he's not a good disciple maker. So the difference now is Gospel Chariot Missions, we're a disciple-making movement. We're a movement that is moving. And anyone working with us, um, and we don't like to support, but sometimes you have to have key guys in key areas, and those are all um, um, four fields, disciple-making gurus. I mean, they are they eat, sleep, and drink multiplication and so this is the difference where before it was more about let's just baptize let's see how many we can baptize let's see how we can start a church but there's no further plan there's no further plan of equipping the everyday member in the church and so the difference is now is that it's for everyone not some everyone Beautiful, beautiful women as well. There's a group starting now out of Uganda. So let me just tell tell you this quickly. Um, So in Uganda, we've got Duncan. You've met him. We've done four four fields up there. His wife, Maxie. And then he's got Lucy, who was also on the course. And Lucy's great. Um, So Lucy is just, man, she's part of our training every Saturday, our church every Sunday. Lucy's just a fireball. So then what we decided is there's another one coming out of Namibia, a young lady. So we said, let's start a ladies group. Well, this last Friday, 25 ladies met, even one from the U.S. So, yes, this ladies movement, um, you know, the church is starting to realize that, wow, there's power in women. And so, you know, I just saw an email this morning and some are going to be baptized this week uh, from the ladies, from Maxie's group. So it's just so the difference is we now go. It, 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 it's about multiplication. It's a way of life, um, and it's the equipping and um, yeah, just being intentional. Because the stuckage comes in in where we were stuck is uh, we would reach out. We baptize about three thousand souls a year, three thousand souls, and start about thirty churches, thirty churches, but. The churches aren't multiplying, you know, um, um, because it's pressure on a church. How can we start a church? It's going to cost money. You know, do we trust that young leader over there? Well, with, with Four Fields training, it's about releasing people, releasing people and um, having faith in people. And so it's that um, it's, it, it really just helps everyone um, understand that we've got to um, disciple others, disciple others. And the beautiful thing about this is that the four fields training actually exposes you. It exposes you if you, when you get to the iron on iron or a leadership tool, it will expose you. So, so it, 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 it really brings the best out of each and every evangelist. And sometimes we're not there because we don't know what we don't know. So I think in my own life, I've been so stuck. And, uh, oh, I've just seen now wives 
um, evangelist wives are becoming so much more evangelistic. I even look at my own wife. We walk the dog twice a day. Rhea walks the dog in the morning and me in the afternoon late. And, uh, boy, she's just inviting people and connecting with people. And she's, she's, and she's an introvert of note. But yet she is connecting a million times more uh, than she used to. And it's not that I'm pushing it on her. I don't sit her down and train her. But she hears and she knows and she sees. So it's beautiful, yeah. Um, it's always been a challenge to start a church. People would, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. And with the disciple making, uh, you know, a thinking and multiplication, um, people are more willing to start a small group. And don't call it, and, 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 and the way I'm seeing things, it's not let's start a new church. It's, hey, let's start a small group. Let's start a Bible study group. Let's start a, a discovery Bible study. You see, but yet that is a church start right over there. And uh, so it takes the pressure off that evangelist um, or that individual. Another thing is what's different is that you don't need people. And why this is happening is because has he been to a Bible school? Has he been trained up properly? Now it's like, it's okay. We just work within the four fields of discovery. You know, it's simple. And so that is, um, and that is powerful. That is very, very, because, because the, 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 quickest heart, the quickest way to evangelize the world is plant a church. And so we have Africans, um, brethren in, in, in Africa, they walk 10 kilometers to get to a church building. They'll walk over a mountain. When I was in Kenya just this last year, one elderly 85-year-old guy came up front after teaching and uh, he got on his knees and he was crying and he said to the brethren, brethren, please help me start a small group, a church in my house. I'm going to die. I want to leave something for my family, for my community. Well, after I left, they planted a church and he just passed away this year. But there's a church over there, a small group. So people are more willing because it's not that pressure, we're going to start a church and it has to be a big one or it has to be a building. It's like, let's just, let's just start these little, these, these little fires for Jesus. And now online, it's just spreading. Beautiful. Uh, I've always believed in Africans evangelizing Africa. And, uh, but all the vision has come from me. It's all, you know, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do and uh, from the new year, what's happening is that, uh, you know, um, you have that uh, more model, assist, watch, and leave. Well, I've modeled, I've assisted. I'm going to go through five years. Uh, it'll be four years till I'm 70. I'm just going to be watching. I'm not going to be, you're going to have Dimpu as the, um, uh, the African uh, director. You're going to have George Pabali in West Africa. He's the uh, West African director. You've got Duncan Ojambo in uh, Uganda that's going to be working uh, Central Africa, directing that. Tom Oponda, East Africa in Kenya, and then uh, Machona in Southern Africa. And so uh, what's going to be happening from the new year, no more dreaming from me. I'm going to be taking this internationally, see where I can. Uh, so I'll keep busy. The biggest problem when people try to step aside is they interfere. 
So I don't want to enter, but I have to keep myself busy. So I'm going to try to take it internationally. But at the same time, every month I'll be meeting and listening to the vision from the different areas. Next Monday is our, uh, is another, it's, 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 it's where each region shares their vision. So uh, I hope I'll be able to keep quiet and just listen and watch. But let the Africans dream, and I believe they'll take it. Well, if you're enjoying the Movements podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements podcast. Podcast.